Welcome to Radio Italia Uno's Talking Real Estate, an informative and engaging hour discussing everything you need to know about the world of real estate in Adelaide and around the country. Your host, Ron Fiedler, will provide you with insight and guidance from real estate experts on how to buy, sell, finance and invest in real estate and much more. Now sit back and relax with your host for Radio Italia Uno's Talking Real Estate, Ron Fiedler. It's Talking Real Estate time. Welcome to the show. I am Ron Fiedler, your host, and with Karen Fiedler, we are ready to bring you the Real Estate Week. So let's roll on with the show. On today's show, we will check out the latest real estate news and find out about the weekend's auction results. In our Italian property report, Idealista is reporting on an Italian rental bonus and the Italian property of the week is a beautiful farmhouse in Tuscany. Our weekly interview this week is with John Morris, the chief auctioneer from the Ray White Group in South Australia. We look at the suburb of Highmarsh for our suburb flyover and we will see the, what properties we inspected in our open homes and upcoming auctions. Now, let us bring you Talking Real Estate. All information provided on Talking Real Estate has been obtained from sources we believe to be accurate and correct at time of broadcasting. However, we cannot guarantee the information accuracy and we accept no liability for any errors or omissions. Interested parties should make their own inquiries and obtain their own legal advice. In real estate news this week, realestate.com.au is reporting Australia's most wanted streets have been exposed. A fascinating look into the country's most popular regions has discovered that what today's buyers really want in a home and the streets that are most sought after. A fascinating look into Australia's most popular streets has exposed that today's home buyers are searching for big blocks, bargains, luxury and romanticism as the key drivers to discover the abode that they desire. Search data from the last three years provided by realestate.com.au has reviewed Australia's most wanted streets and a window into the mind of buyers. In Sydney, the exclusive Sydney suburbs have a lion's share of the most popular streets. In Adelaide, the Adelaide Hills dominates. In Brisbane, the inner city suburbs bordered by the Brisbane River are highly sought after. And in Melbourne, many of the blue chip areas are also ranked highly. So what is motivating buyers in searching for the perfect street? There is a certain percentage of those searching that are sticky beaking and want to check out certain homes and certain that streets. That is only one realestate.com.au Often those streets in those suburbs are particularly nice, even for those affluent areas. They might have a much better view, nicer houses or something else desirable that trends to lead to higher levels of interest. It might be close to the water or on a big block or has have something unique about it. In some cases, affordability is the key. There is also the aspiration of lure of a big street name that we come to know in the cities that we live in. If you live in these cities, you get to know these streets, Miss Comsby said. They are aspirational. There are good schools close by and there is a lifestyle available that people want. And if you 
want to buy into these streets or you have a home to sell, you can expect a premium price. You're going to be up against more competition in those streets, Biscombe said. As a result of that, you will likely pay a higher price than for houses in other less popular streets in the same suburb. So let's find out what Adelaide's top 10 streets are. And they are National Ridge Road at Allgate, Carrick Hill Drive at Springfield, Sturt Valley Road at Stirling, Laurel Road at Stirling, Waverley Ridge Road at Crafers West, Gladys Lane at Allgate, Howard Drive at Stirling, Prescott, Prescott Terrace at Rose Park, James Road at Blair and Norton Summit Road at Norton Summit. And that is the real estate news for this week. And now on Radio Italia Uno, talking real estate, the weekly snapshot. The week that was in real estate from Adelaide and around the country. CoreLogic is reporting for the week ending the 23rd of August 2020. There were 1,082 capital city homes taken to auction last week, a slight increase on the 1,046 homes auctioned the week prior. According to preliminary results, 64.7% returned a successful result. That was a minor improvement on last week's preliminary figure of 64.3%, later revised down to 58.4% at final collection. The last few weeks have seen both the clearance rate and number of homes taken to auction relatively steady each week with volumes remaining around the 1,100 level and final clearance rates around the mid to high 50% range. Canberra continues to be the standout performer with 87.8% of auctions successful last week at primary collection. The city does only account for a small portion of the overall auctions, however. In our home state, in South Australia, our clearance rate was 57.9%, with a total of 58 auctions, with 58 being reported. Adelaide has 7 properties sold prior to auction, 25 properties sold at auction, no properties sold after auction, with 20 properties passed in and 4 withdrawn from auction. So we had 32 properties cleared by the auction process and 24 uncleared auctions. Other states reported the following clearance rates. Brisbane had 48.1%, Canberra 87.8%, Melbourne's clearance rate was 50.3%, Perth's clearance rate was 16.7%, Sydney had a clearance rate of 79.9%, Tasmania had no auctions being reported. In Adelaide, the top house that sold this week was a three-bedroom, one-bath, one-car property on 875 square metres of land at 6th Avenue at Jocelyn that sold for $975,000 and a three-bed, two-bath, one-car unit in in Adelaide for $520,000. Now you're up to date with this week's Snapshot. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors with the Italian Property Report. Now it's time on Radio Italia Uno to head over to Italy and find out about the Italian property market. Welcome back to Talking Real Estate. 
This week in the Italian property news, Idealista is reporting Italy's rental bonus extended as part of the most recent coronavirus decree. The 2020 rental bonus introduced to curve the effects of the economy crisis caused by COVID-19 will be renewed. The measure was initially introduced in Italy with a deduction of 60% on rentals intended for the carrying out of industrial, commercial, craft, agriculture, tourist activities or the habitual and professional exercise of self-employment. Let's see what has changed with the extended measures in Italy. Introduced by the Cura Italia decree and then extended by the relaunch decree, which aims to restart life in Italy after the coronavirus, the benefits of this rental bonus were limited to paid rent until May. However, with the most recent August decree, in addition to the extension until June for commercial premises and until July for the tourism sector, there are now developments concerning the granting and transferring of tax credit. These new developments, including the strengthening of the tax credits and the transfer of tax credits to the tenant, which provided for the possibility of transferring the rental bonus, equivalent to 60% of the monthly rent, directly to the owner in exchange for a discount on the same amount of rent. Companies and professionals with an annual turnover of less than 5 million euros can benefit from this rental bonus. If these requirements are not met, the rental bonus is automatically reduced to 20% of the total month rent paid, while it is also necessary to demonstrate a loss of turnover of at least 50% compared to the same period in 2019. Italia 1 87 6 Idealista is reporting on the coronavirus and how 20% of holiday home bookings in Italy are by tally workers. The ongoing health and economic crisis related to the COVID-19 pandemic and the required physical distancing measures mean that many companies in Italy and across the world have introduced tally working on a large scale. However, this increasing trend of working from home, or smart working as it is often known, doesn't mean you exclusively have to work from from your home and can be combined with holidays this summer 2020. Something which is confirmed by data from Italia Way. The short-term rental company has released data stating that 20% of summer bookings received for seaside and mountain holiday homes come from those who have chosen to continue working from tourist destinations in Italy. These figures include bookings from both Italian and foreign holiday workers. The short-term rental company pointed out that the sector criteria of certain holiday properties can give them the upper hand for holiday workers, with such travellers generally preferring large spacious properties with private outdoor areas such as fenced gardens and terraces for children to play safely while their parents work. At least three separate bedrooms with no sofa beds, barbecues and swimming pools for private use. In addition, working Wi-Fi is a must, as well as security, privacy, large and comfortable spaces, independence and quality of services. 
The company has therefore seen increasing requests for divided, comfortable and bright rooms, as well as explicit requests for workstations, tables in the living room, equipment terraces and garden tables. The average budget of these workers' holiday makers is 120 to 150 euros per night, a rate that goes down as the stay gets longer. Tourists, especially Italians, move mainly by car. Termoli, Bormio, Rapaglio, Marche and Puglia are among the most booked destinations for Italians. And for this reason, they prefer houses with parking. But the same goes for many foreigners coming from areas bordering Italy, such as the Swiss, French and Germans. Families and groups of friends have changed the way they travel as well as the destinations and types of houses that they are looking for to meet their business needs, explains Marco Salini from Italian Way. The same trend has been observed for younger groups that are mainly looking for houses with large outdoor spaces with a barbecue area and swimming pool. The uncertainty about transport is also discouraging long journeys, resulting in the rediscovery of areas that traditionally were not tourist destinations. Italia 1, 87.6 So let's have a look at this week's Idea Listers Italian Property of the Week. It's a beautiful farmhouse in Tuscany. The Tuscan countryside is famous for its lush green landscapes, as well as rich historical and artistic legacy. A true delight for visitors. This spectacular rolling countryside could be your new home in Italy. With this beautiful farmhouse for sale in Tuscany, Nestled in the hills of central Tuscany, just a stone's throw away from Santa Gennaro and Volterra, this prestigious property overlooks an exceptional unspoilt landscape as well as being adjacent to an exclusive golf club. The complex consists of three units with a built area of 700 square metres. Its eight-hectare farm includes six hectares of certified organic olive groves and an orchard. A pleasant garden designed by a famous landscape architect surround the villa, as well as breathtaking infinity pool where some of the best views can be enjoyed. The current owner took almost three years to completely renovate the property to the highest and most modern standards with design contrast between the traditional features of the property and new modern elements. The main living area is filled with natural light, while every room is a new vantage point to enjoy the stunning views. The large living room connects to the modern kitchen dining area, all of which lead to the garden and outdoor terrace areas. The property is home to six spacious ensuite bedrooms, all of which also have balcony access. The property has four additional modern bathrooms as well as an office space, storage room, outdoor parking space for several cars, air conditioning and individual heating. Part of the renovations also aim to improve the energy efficiency of the property which now holds an A plus rating. The beautiful countryside property and land is the perfect escape from the hustle and bustle of city life and would be the perfect holiday home, guest home or permanent residency. 
This unremarkable property is now for sale on Idealista for €3,900,000 or dollars. This property has the most beautiful looking countryside with hills in the backgrounds and so much greenery. You could grow all of your vegetables in the rolling fields, get fresh farm eggs and milk and cook up a storm in the modern kitchen with views to match. If you would like to take a look at this property and see all the pictures, go to our Facebook page after the show and put in the search engine Talking Real Estate and you can see this beautiful farmhouse for yourself. Join us back after the break where we'll speak with our weekly guest, John Morris, the Chief Auctioneer for the Ray White Group South Australia. Each week on Talking Real Estate, we get the best advice, tips and stories from real estate professionals from right here in Adelaide and around the country. So let's get the inside information and introduce this week's guest. Welcome back to the show. Auctions are not the most favourable way of selling property in South Australia, but are starting to become a more accepted way of marketing property. We may not be up there with the same auction numbers as Sydney or Melbourne at the moment, but sellers are understanding the benefits of the auction process. It creates more competition, it has a start and end date, attracts more buyers, it reduces the number of days your property is on the market and an unconditional contract. A few weeks back, we brought you an auction from start to end and explained the process. And today, we have the pleasure of introducing you to Ray White Real Estate South Australia's first ever auctioneer, John Morris. John, welcome to Talking Real Estate. Thank you, Ron. uh, Thanks for having me. John, how did you start your career as an auctioneer? Um, I started my career as an auctioneer. My wife was originally a real estate agent, uh-huh. um, and she used to call auctions, and I went along to one and thought, hmm, I like the look of that. Maybe I can do it. So um, how long have you been doing auctioneering for? Um, coming up to nine years, I think. Nine years. Yeah. Wow. You were appointed as South Australia's first chief auctioneer for the Ray White Group in South Australia. What does that involve? Um, basically, it just involves helping all of the agents out, trying to get as many properties to go to auction as we possibly can, mm-hmm. um, training, training events, and basically just helping all and any other auctioneers that are involved in the group with their auction process as well. So each state has a chief auctioneer. Um, do you guys communicate a lot? Do you, do you find out? Because Ray White is one of the leading agencies in South Australia. Absolutely, yeah. So we have a weekly auction meeting with every chief auctioneer throughout the country. Um, so on a Monday, for a couple of hours, mm-hmm. every Monday, we meet up with Alex, Matt and Mitch and all the other chief auctioneers throughout the whole of Australia. So, John, what is the role of the auctioneer and what do you think makes a good auctioneer that can stand out from the crowd? Um, what is the role of the auctioneer? That's a that's a good question. And you know what? I, I I honestly believe that the role of the auctioneer is to to be the the cherry on the top with all of the hard work that the agent has done. Mm-hmm. So we often get, you know, I go along to an auction and it's a great auction. There's been lots of registered bidders, yep. lots of action, and someone goes, "Oh, that was a great auction," and they compliment the auctioneer. But the truth of the matter is, without the hard work that the 
the agent has put in in the weeks and months running up to that auction, yep. the auctioneer has nothing to play with. So it's very important that the auctioneer and the agent work close together. In, I, I believe so, absolutely. If, as a vendor, I decided to take my property to auction, John, how do I know the auctioneer will be competent and capable of achieving the outcome I desire? Well, as a vendor, you can choose your own auctioneer. Is that uh, right? Absolutely. So, you know, most agents will have their preferred auctioneer that they use. But if there is somebody that you like, that you have seen call an auction, you can insist on them using that particular auctioneer. Now, what I would say is have a look for their memberships. Are they a member of the Real Estate Institute of South Australia and or a member of the Society of Auctioneers and Appraisers? And then go along and watch them. Go along and watch a few auctions. If you're going to auction, that's what you need to do. Mm -hmm. And find the auctioneer that you think you like and that you have an affinity with. As an auctioneer and your role as the chief auctioneer, do you and all the agents do continuous ongoing training? I would hope so. <laughs> um, I can't speak for everybody, but, you know, the, the, the really good auctioneers would, without a doubt, be going off and doing training and keeping themselves up to date, not only with the laws and everything else, but just keeping up to date with everything that's going on, you know, um, whether it's technology yep. or whether it's, you know, just, just the, the changing scope of everything that's happening at the moment. I do remember when I was working with the Ray White Group in Sydney, the auctioneers would have a lot of training sessions where they did mock auctions. Is that something you do here in South Australia? Absolutely. Yeah, without a doubt. So I've, I've got training with a couple of the young auctioneers um, next week. Yep. And yeah, that's exactly what we do. We are speaking with the Chief Auctioneer, John Morris, from the Ray White Group South Australia about the auction process. John, I believe in the auction process. I find it the most transparent way of selling. It creates competition. It has an end date. And you know what the market is willing to pay for your property. But are there properties that are just not suited to auction? That is uh, the misconception, I yep. think. Um, just as is a lot of agents will believe or a lot of people will believe there are auction properties yes. and there are auction areas and there are non-auction areas. Mm -hmm. um, what it, to, to me, any property can be auctioned. And yep. I think if you look at Melbourne, they all are. Almost yes. everything is. Yes, that's true. You look true. at Canberra now, that's what's happening there. Um, if you look at the, the, our, the our biggest office at the moment, which is Ray White Norwood, they were typically a non-auction office because they were in a typically non-auction area right. with non-auctionable houses. They've completely changed their mindset around now and they auction off units, they auction off you know, townhouses, they auction off everything that wasn't traditionally an auction property and they are having some incredible success with it. Yeah, we've been out to a couple of Ray White Norwood's auctions um, and I think you're right there. Any property can be an auction property. I think it's just that mindset. And in South Australia, we are slightly slightly changing that. I am seeing more and more auctions coming up. Um, but how do we convince people? Well, how do we educate them to, to realise that auction is the best way? Uh, so one of the big things with an auction property. So let's say we go private treaty or with... In layman's terms, that's the for sale, the, the, the typical normal for sale. You put mm -hmm. your sign up and it says for sale on it. Um, any time that happens, yes. any contract that you enter into as a seller is binding only on you until all conditions are met. That's right. So the second you as the seller sign the contract and say, yes, I will accept that, 
the the purchaser has calling off to go through. So mm -hmm. that's two business days where at any point, for no reason whatsoever, they can pull out of the contract. Yeah. Then it's subject to finance. Yes. So you've got three, four weeks waiting like that. With auction, you have that three or four weeks, however long your auction campaign is. Any contract entered into th prior to auction or on auction day is equally binding on both sides. So the second the hammer drops yes. or the second the contract is signed, you are both bound to sell and buy that property. And I think that's just, it's its its the Rolls-Royce of contracts. I think so, yeah. yeah. That's, that's the thing, John. At the end of the day, you know whether your property is sold or not. You don't have to worry, as you said, oh, I've got, I can get everything ready, I can move into my new house, I can get my loan, and then bang, subject of finance comes through, and then you're back in doing it a market campaign again. Absolutely. John, a lot of people I talk to about auctions still believe selling or buying a home using the auction process is expensive. But this is just not the case, is it? Uh, the auctioneer's fee. That's it. It's the only extra added cost, and that is the auctioneer fee. That's somewhere between, it, it depends on who you use, but mm -hmm. it's generally between five and $700, something like that. And once again, you're going to get an unconditional contract. Plus, more than likely, because there's more people at the auction, they're competing, um, you might get actually more for your property. Absolutely. And look, what I would say is it's uh, if you've got a clearance rate at the moment, which is about 65%, mm -hmm. you've got a 65% chance of selling your property on auction day for an extra five, six, or $700. No now, brainer. To me, that's a gamble I'd be willing to take. I would too. What tips can you give our listeners if they are going to sell by auction? What should they be doing? Um, keeping in contact with their agents, absolutely. Um, go and see the auctioneer. If they haven't chosen an auctioneer themselves, make sure they go and see the auctioneer calling some auctions right, yep. out in the field. Yep. Um, tr speak to the auctioneer try and start a relationship with them. I, I like to know every single one of the people that I'm going to call an auction for. I don't like just turning up on the day and mm. meeting them for the first time. Yeah, I agree. I think that's what you need to do, have that relationship. And with the Ray White Group, um, your real estate agent can recommend some auctioneers um, through your group that you, they can go and see, can't they? Absolutely, absolutely. And if you go on the Society of Auctioneers and Appraisers website, there are yeah. upcoming auctions on there. Everyone who is on there is a member of the Society of Auctioneers and Appraisers as well. So that should give you some... Um, some confidence. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that that's something that people should do. And after the show, we'll put that link onto our website. And what about the buyers? Maybe they've never brought an auction or are quite nervous about bidding. What tips could you give them? Again, go along to auctions. Go along and see auctions. Um, go along and bid at auctions. Register at auctions. What, what I will often say to somebody if they're, I used to do it when I was a seller. Yeah. Um, with first home buyers, if they came through a home that they simply could not afford, mm -hmm. I would say just come along and bid at auction anyway. You're yeah. not, not going to get it because we know that's well out of your budget, but come along, register to bid, then at least you've registered to bid. You, you make a bid, you've made a bid. Yeah. If you're, if you're really nervous, you can get somebody to bid on your behalf. Yeah, there's, there's buyer's agents and other yeah. people that do that. And auctioneers will do that as well. Is that right? Yeah. So we, we can, you can, if you know an auctioneer that you think, yeah, this is a guy I really do trust, I like the way he's doing, yeah. I'll get him to bid on my behalf. Absolutely. John, as the chief auctioneer, you're up to date with new technology that's being used to sell property. And with this COVID-19, we've seen a lot of changes. Where do you see the auction process going in the future? Do you believe it's going to be a mixture of online and on-site auctions? 
Absolutely. I think that I think that on-site auctions are here to stay. Yeah. Um, they will never get will never get rid of that, and and neither should we. It's absolutely fantastic. There's nothing like the theatre of a mm. of a Saturday morning auction. Um, but I think that the the there will always be a place for the online auctions um, yep. throughout. The COVID-19 restrictions, we called the majority of auctions in the Ray White Group because we had the technology behind us. We built it up over those um, five or six weeks. Yes, I did see that at the last auction you were using some technology there, weren't you? Yeah, absolutely, and I've continued to do that. So I I offer with every single one of my auctions, whether it's an on-site or whether it's an in-room, I offer the... Uh, what I'm calling a hybrid auction. Yeah. So you do have the ability to have bidders from interstate, from from overseas, if you want to. And we've actually sold quite a few properties to the online bidders over, since restrictions. Is have, that right? Yeah, yeah. Since restrictions have lifted. So, just a supplementary question here, John: the difference between an on-site auction and in rooms. Like we've got we've got the technology, so people can bid from home, but. Where would you use an in-room auction compared to an on-site auction? Uh, so, so basically, we do quite a lot of in-room auctions within the Ray White Group. Mm-hmm. But it's basically you just you hire a room in a pub or a yep. uh, other other type of venue. It's generally on a Wednesday or a Thursday evening. And what that means for you as as the buyer, for example, it means that you're, there's the, the variables are, are you know we can control them. We yes. can control the environment. If it's raining or if it's too hot, doesn't matter. Everyone's mm-hmm. sitting in the same area. The other thing, if you're if you're auctioning off land, if you're auctioning off similar properties, yes. bidders can bid on multiple properties. Yeah, that, so that's um, a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I do remember in Sydney um, when I was uh, working with Ray White, they did do a lot of auctions in room. Yep. And yeah, I do remember some people missing out on one property, but they'll be able to bid for the next property. Absolutely. Any final tips for our listeners, John? Um, yeah, look, it, I suppose going back to um, earlier answers, if you are looking at auctioning your property, go out and watch auctions, go out and see some auctions. If you're looking at buying, again, go out and see auctions, go and talk to the auctioneer. I do um, an online uh, bidder training. So oh, okay. basically it started through through the COVID restrictions yeah. where people were a bit nervous to bid online yes. and we have continued doing it. So any anybody who wants to talk to me about auction, I love auction. Yes. It's uh, one of my favourite subjects in the world and I will happily talk to anybody if they want any tips whatsoever about about buying or selling at auction. So John, yeah, so how can our listeners find out more about that if they would like to auction their property or looking at buying or interested in getting those tips? Oh, look, I happily get in touch with me. You can either Google me, John Morris Real Estate, usually comes up, um, or my email address, jmorris at raywhite.com. Um, my telephone number is 0415-007-223. If you would like to find out more information on selling and buying at auction, we will have all the details on our Facebook page after the show. Enter Talking Real Estate into the search engine and we will pop up. John, thank you for joining us today on Radio Italia Uno's Talking Real Estate. Thank you for having me, Ron. Thank you, listeners. We'll be back right after this word from our sponsors with our suburb flyover and the properties we saw on the weekend. Now let's get our drone up in the air and discover one of Adelaide's suburbs with this week's Suburb Flyover. On our Suburb Flyover today, we're visiting the suburb of Highmarsh. 
The suburb of High Marsh is located about 3.5 kilometres from the LACBD and covers approximately 0.88 square kilometres and has one park. High Marsh is in the local government area of the city of Charles Sturt and it has a population of an estimated 231 residents. Australian-born make up the most residents at 66.8%, followed by people born in England, Republic of South Korea, Malaysia, Thailand and Italy. The most common occupations of people who live in High Marsh are professionals, community and personal service workers, technician and trade workers, managers and clerical and administration workers. So let's have a look at the history of High Marsh. The suburb was named by South Australia's first governor, Sir John High Marsh. High Marsh was the first owner of Section 353 in the 100 of Yatella, being amongst the earliest to make a selection of a country selection, to which he and other early investors in South Australia were entitled by their purchase of land orders prior to settlement. He and Mr Lindsay subdivided the land in June 1838 and were responsible for being it laid out as the first private town in the colony of South Australia. In the process, according to South Australian historian Geoffrey Manning, the governor acquired a dubious reputation by prohibiting squatting in the parklands, thus forcing people to acquire land in the subdivision. The modern suburb of High Marsh has western and southern boundaries, with the original village and section 353, the Torrens River, being the southern boundary. The modern suburb includes land between Port Road and the railway line as well, making the railway line the northern border instead of Port Road, as it was for the early village Attractions in the area include the Governor Highmarsh Hotel on Port Road that opened in 1848. That is known now as the Gov. The Adelaide Entertainment Centre, Highmarsh Stadium, home to the Adelaide United Football Club, Holden Street Theatres and Adelaide Fringe Festival venue, the Education Department Centre, Seven Network Adelaide Studios and the Highmarsh Library. There are no schools in the suburb, but close by in adjoining suburbs are Bowden Brompton Community School, St Joseph's School, Immaculate Heart of Mary, Bowden Brompton Community School, Torrens Road Campus and St Dominic's Priority College. Maturing and established independents make up the most residents at 27%, followed by independent youth and elderly couples making up the least at 3.2%. 39% of residents own their own home, with 61% renting. The medium house price in Highmarsh is 530000 with a compound growth rate of about 1%. There was no unit information. Houses rent for a medium price of $395 per week and about a 3.7% gross rental yield. Close to Adelaide, with lots of services and amenities, High Marsh may be the suburb you're looking for.
Remember, if you wish to have your suburb or town profiled on our suburb flyover, get in touch with us right here at Radio Italia Uno on 0882123177 or email us at info at italiauno.com.au. Let's find out what's happening on the weekend with this week's auctions and open homes. This week, Karen and I went out to the Port Adelaide area to look at open homes. And a part of our job here at Talking Real Estate is to report back to you what we found and to be quite honest with you. We found the area very disappointing, not for the quality of homes, but for the engagement of the agents. Apart from a couple of agents, we had situations where we turned up to open homes where the agents didn't even show up to open them. And we went to a few homes where the agents were talking on the phone and not interacting with the buyers. We had situations where agents didn't take down any details, not just of us, of other buyers there as well. This is very important because if you're selling your home, you want to make sure that your agent gets every single contact detail of the people coming through the door. So after the open home, they're going to ring them back because there could be potentially a buyer amongst those people. In saying all that, Karen and I did find some homes to bring you today. Let's find out what Karen picked as the open home of the week. Karen, we inspected some good properties last weekend. What did you pick as your open home of the week? Well, the property that I picked for open home of the week was 8 Windsor Street, Largs Bay. Now, this home has four bedrooms, two bathrooms and room for four car spaces. What did you like about this property? Well, what I liked is the master room and um, the bedroom one, they are two private rooms, but uh, they have enjoining en suites. And they have a lounge and dining open plan room with French doors. The kitchen is unusual and neat and tidy. And the room that gave me the wow factor was the sunroom. It was roomy and well designed. Yeah, it was in a lovely location, quiet spot close to the beach. I did like that it had a rumpus room out the back and the gardens were quite nice. Who do you think it's suited to? Well, this would be suited to a professional family that would like to live by the ocean. And who's marketing this property? Now, the agent that's marketing this property was Kate Smith from Hardcourt Smith. There were a lot of people going through this property and we did not get a chance to speak to the agent. But all the details are on our Facebook page after the show. Or you can contact the agent, which was Kate Smith, on 0419183371 if you'd like to know more information about this property. The next property we went to was 11 Knapman Crescent, Port Adelaide. I really like this property. It was comfortable, three living areas and features throughout. It had three bedrooms, two bathrooms, two car spaces. It had a split system, reverse cycle, air conditioning, secure security doors and alarms. It had a second bathroom with separate vanity and toilet. It had access to a private pergola area from the family room and really easy maintenance gardens. Double garage provided for secure vehicle cover. Storage shed at the rear. 
It was a nice street down from the Port Creek. It was so inviting. Karen, what did you like about this home? Well, the main feature for me was the lovely bathroom and a shower, and it also had a bath. And the best thing is, it's very spacious. Very spacious, three living areas. We spoke with the agent on site, who was a very nice person. He was very informative. So let's hear from him. Uh, Michael Hughes from LJ Hooker at Westlakes. And uh, Michael, could you tell us a little bit about the property? Yeah, the property was built in 2000. These people have been here since 2008 and for health reasons they've had to move on. Uh, we're definitely going to auction next Saturday, the 29th at 11am here on the property and there's been quite sound interest to this point. Do you have a price guide at all? Um, look, there's definite interest, middle 500s. Excellent. And how could our listeners contact you if they'd like to know more during the week or they would like to come to the auction? Okay, uh, give me a call on mobile is 0429094083 or my email is michaelh at ljhookerwestlakes.com.au. Thank you for joining us on Radio Italia Uno. Thank you very much for coming along. Our final home we saw was 29 Gloucester Street, Lugs Bay. This is a three-bedroom, two-bathroom home, six-car spaces, huge garage, uh, close to the beach in a beautiful tree-lined street. It had polished floorboards, it had fretwork, high ceilings with ceiling roses and a stone-faced facade. With open-plan kitchen and dining that opens out by French doors to the rear garden. The master bedroom had a walk-in robe and ensuite. Karen, a good home. What caught your eye? Well, what actually caught my eye, Ron, was um, is the polished floorboards throughout the home. Once again, this property was marketed by Kate Smith from Hardcourt Smith. Kate was just inundated with buyers and we just didn't get a chance to talk to her. But the details of this property, as with all of our properties, will be on our Facebook page or you can give Kate a call on 0419 183371. You may remember a few weeks back we brought you a property in Norwood, 6 112 Beulah Road, Norwood. This was being marketed by Turner Real Estate, Lachlan Turner and Harrison Evans. This property was a two-bedroom, one-bath, two-car garage townhouse. And if you remember, Karen gave this nearly a 10 out of 10 for the bathroom. She said it was one of the best she's seen. Now, this property has sold, and it sold for $565,000. So, in the Norwood area, it looks like that townhouses and houses are selling. So, if you are in that area, contact your local agent because you may be on a very good wicket coming this spring. Well, that is our show for this week. Join us next Saturday for more Talking Real Estate. I'd like to thank our co-producer, Karen Fiedler, for producing the show with me and filming us on Facebook Live. Until next week, bye for now. You have been listening to Talking Real Estate on Radio Italia Uno 87.6 FM. Thanks to our sponsors. To listen to our program again, go to our podcast on our Facebook page or at talkingrealestate.com.au.